works for who, in what context, and why. Welcome to the first Monday morning commute episode. In these episodes, we're going to try a different format to the interview style you find with the athletes, coaches, or academics that appear on the podcast. In these episodes, we will explore a theoretical concept, heuristic or ethnographic approach and a short digestible format, one that fits nicely into your daily commute. The aim is not to provide answers, but pique interest, inspire curiosity, drive self-reflection. If you follow the podcast on Instagram or Twitter, then please drop a reply to the episode post to let us know what you think of this format, and if we are meeting the aims, piquing your interest, inspiring your curiosity, and causing self-reflection. You can also let me know what content, ideas, or thoughts you would like discussed. If you subscribe, please think about providing a rating and a review on whatever platform you download your podcasts. That would be very much appreciated. The boardroom is tense. The marketing executive is stalling, spluttering a few words, scratching at notes, trying to buy time, searching, hoping for a minute of inspiration. It's beginning to show they have got nothing. It's becoming obvious the clients know. A junior tries to bluff flustering their way through a few lines of research gabble. The clients, unamused, get up to leave. If we have this problem, everybody has this problem, says the chairman. There it is, the flash of required inspiration. The pieces of the puzzle fall into place. The road stretching out in front of you, the direction clear. The marketing executive rises from their chair triumphantly. This is the greatest advertising opportunity since the invention of cereal. We have six identical companies making six identical products. We can say whatever we want. How do you make your cigarettes? The client goes on to explain how their certain brand of cigarettes are made. The utterance of two words at the end of the process grabs attention. Toast it. The executive scribbles the slogan on the board and underlines it. He then alludes to how that makes their brand different, even though the process will be the same for every other brand, reaffirming the unique selling point. It's toasted. The lead executive, sensing they've miraculously hit a home run, tries to succinctly bring the meeting to a close. Well, gentlemen, I don't think I have to tell you what you just witnessed here. 
the owner replying, I think you do. The executive talks about what advertising is. And at the end, the major owner of the brand quietly mutters, it's toasted. I get it. Mad Men, Series 1, Episode 1, Smoke Gets In Your Eyes. Without doubt, a brilliant piece of television. Like all great pieces of art, it provokes reflection, analysis, wonder, discussion, imitation, reaction. Every similar organisation, whether it's sporting, educational or business orientated, is seeking to be different, to showcase how they are unique, distinctive in an environment of comparable domains. What is your toasted moment? As a coach, and I will directly address SNC coaches in the next few sentences, but you can apply the concept to any sports coaching or industry. How do you stand out in a crowded field when everyone is completing the same tests, using the same methods to profile athletes, collecting similar data, using Olympic lifting or velocity-based training, prescribing indistinguishable recovery protocols? From a biopsychosocial perspective, the bio is easy. Do you get your athletes bigger, faster, stronger, quicker? That's the easy part. But in 5, 10, 20 years' time, will your athletes remember individual meso and microcycles? Will they remember the program you painstakingly designed and developed? Or will they remember you as a person? how you made them feel, how you motivated, interactive, shared the joys and triumphs, as well as their failures and lows. The physical part is easy. The psychosocial is where you could have your toast and moment. For me, I'm exploring the concept of every contact leaves a trace. Every contact leaves a trace comes from the world of forensic science. You may hear it referred to as Locard's principle, named after Dr Edmund Locard, a pioneer in the field of forensic science. The general framework of the principle is, with contact between two items, there will be an exchange. Imagine the scene of a crime. The fibres from clothing, finger or footprints tools that are used, patterns. All of these and more serve as a silent witness against the perpetrator. At its simplest form, coaching concerns two people, the coach and the athlete. There is abundant anecdotal and empirical evidence to highlight that neither the coach nor the athlete can do it alone. They both need one another to achieve in sport. When interacting with athletes, there'll be an exchange. Thoughts, feelings, emotions, technical information, skills, knowledge. What traces will you leave following your interactions with athletes? Do you create an environment 
where there is a sense of belonging? Do you challenge athletes mentally, emotionally, intellectually? Do you design tasks and sessions that increase motivation and willingness to train? Do you design and analyze data with the athlete in mind and present in a way that's easily understandable and actionable? During episode 11, a conversation with Drs. Andrew Wood and Rory Mack discussing their paper they'd recently published, 2020, titled Developing Self-Determined Motivation and Performance with an Elite Athlete, Integrating Motivational Interviewing with Rational Emotive Behaviour Therapy. Rory made what to me was a sledgehammer statement. You are viewing the person you're working with as an expert on themselves. As a resource we should be tapping into. For some, this may be an obvious statement. For me, it struck at the very heart of what a biopsychosocial approach could and should be. So my question to you today. In a world of comparable domains, skills, knowledge and experience, what is your toasted moment? How are you reflecting upon your own actions, behaviours and practice to stand out in a very competitive and overcrowded market? What are you doing as a coach to make athletes want to work with you? 